guys, welcome to the Twiniversity Podcast, a show created exclusively for parents of twins. I'm your host, Natalie Diaz. I am a mom of twins. I am also the Twiniversity founder, and I am the best-selling author of the book, What to Do When You're Having Two. Our goal at Twiniversity is to make sure that you always feel connected, we laugh at the little things, and we really do get to teach you a few tricks along the way. And that is what we hope this podcast is about to do. So welcome to Twiniversity. Kids, I envy you. I so envy you because truth be told, your options have never been better with Dr. Brown's Options Plus Wide Neck Bottles. From nipple to base, it eases the transition from breast to bottle and back again. Each nipple is specifically engineered to offer the same consistent natural flow so that you and your twins know what to expect at every feeding. The new breast-like nipple shape is correctly contoured for a proper latch and a more natural bottle feeding experience. So together with the anti-colic internal vent system, your twins will feed with minimal fuss. And when your babies are no longer gassy, remove the venting system and continue to use the Options Plus bottle without the extra parts. Brilliant! It really is brilliant. You guys are so lucky. So for more information on the Dr. Brown's Options Plus bottle, visit drbrownsbaby.com. Hey gang, it's Natalie Diaz of Twiniversity. I just want to give you a little heads up that this uh, podcast was taped before the COVID-19 outbreak. Um, so I just don't want you, like if you hear something in the episode, we don't want you to think that we were being insensitive. Our hearts, our thoughts, and every good vibe that we can muster are going out to you and your family during this difficult time. It won't be easy, but we will get through it. We are uh, an amazing team, right? Not only at Twiniversity, but as a country and as a world, we really got this. And our uh, sincerest appreciation goes out to all first responders and everybody who's out there on the front lines from our grocery store clerks to our people at the post office, literally, and everybody in between. We can't possibly thank you enough. So without further ado, welcome back to Twiniversity. Hey! And hope you're enjoying your drive today because I always listen to my podcasts in the car. It's my favorite. I would not be listening to this one. I would go to the Conan O'Brien podcast. That's my favorite. I never (laughs) listen to myself. But, you know, what do I know? But if you've come here today because you're like, "Uh uh-oh, I have twins and I don't know what to do with them, rest assured you've come to the right place. You can listen to Conan O'Brien later. But today we have a good topic and one that I think inspires fear and panic within the masses. But as you will see today, it's just another thing. So today we are talking to Katie Snyder, who is a stay-at-home mom to two-year-old boy puppies. She was a uh, preschool teacher and a curriculum director, but now is playing preschool in her own house because, you know, she ended up getting two buns in the oven. So we're talking about my baby wears a helmet. Dum, dum, dum. If you look this up online, you're just, first of all, Katie, welcome to the podcast. Thank you, Nat. Thanks for having me. I'm so excited. I love to Google helmet art <laughs> because in our, our, in my line of work, I see plenty of helmets. It doesn't freak me out. I remember before I was a parent, I would be like, oh my gosh. 
that poor baby, that poor mother, yeah. it's everything. And now I'm just like, meh. Exactly. Well, let's decorate that. Let's graffiti that helmet. Exactly. Let's, yeah, do, exactly. let's do something great to it. So let's begin at the beginning. You find okay. out there's a second heartbeat. Oh, gosh. Yeah. Your eyes just rolled for those of you that can't see you right now that yep. are just listening. I think that's everybody's <laughs> reaction. It's yeah. a, I, I, I love taping podcasts where I could see people because you, <laughs> you can't hear an eye roll. Sometimes you could hear an eye roll, but that was classic. So yeah, they, they find that second heartbeat and you're like, yes, twins. I always <laughs> wanted twins. Cause that's what most people say. Were you one of those people? <laughs> That was my husband. Aww. I just said, holy shit. Yeah. Because I wasn't, I was like, so like my first pregnancy had no idea. It was our first like sonogram. And I was like nervous because I just know, you know, people have problems. Yeah. It's very, you know, common to lose a pregnancy. So she goes, well, and I was like kind of bracing myself. And she goes, there's definitely two babies in there. I was like, <sighs> what? My husband just instantly started crying. It was Aww. so sweet. Aww. He always knew that we were going to have twin boys, always. Before we even got engaged, he'd tell people, we're going to have twin boys. We're going to name them oh. Walker and Texas Ranger, which we did not. And he <laughs> still holds it against me. <laughs> He's still mad at me about that. I said, honey, our last name's Snyder. How can we name kids Walker Snyder? He's like, it's fine. I'm like, no, it's not. I'm like, <laughs> So I like that he was still trying to roll with it. Oh, there was nothing to see here. He called the twins, so he gets to name them yeah. too. Oh yeah, and he knew they'd both be boys. I thought definitely a boy, maybe a girl. No, he knew they were both boys the whole time. I mean, even up until we were at the hospital, he was trying to put Walker and Texas Ranger on the birth certificate. Oh, I was like, absolutely not. Oh my like, gosh. I said, we could call them that. I said, but these kids will never forgive us if we give them names like that. Oh my gosh. I like, love not, that. We're not Will Ferrell. Like we can't just Hold do on. that. So one would have been Walker and the other one would have been Texas Ranger first name? Yes. And we would probably would have called them like Tex for short. I, I honestly, that's a great naming story that should have been held for another podcast. That's so oh. great. <laughs> that is so great. Well, I'm very disappointed for him. He's still, he holds it against me to this day. Yes. I now will only, by the way, be remembering this from that <laughs> because I do love, I do love when the dads try to get involved with naming and yeah. my, my husband did it to us too, man. He was like, I, well, well, since we have two, I get one. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know if you just get one. I think it, we should talk about it. I don't yeah. think you should just yeah. like, you know, th this is, it's still a democracy. Like we need to decide as a family, but oh no, whatever. He, yeah. He tried. And then he tried because his name is Joel and his middle name's Wayne. So he's like, well, I want both of them to start with a J and both their middle names to be Wayne. I was like, dude, I was like, okay, George Foreman. Yeah. <laughs> All right, exactly. George. I was That's like, can it. we just like put, I said, we're already going to have your last name. Can we have a little bit of my family in there somewhere? Just a smidge. We, he actually did come up with two very good names and middle names. So I will give him that. Okay. So eventually he saved himself. He did. Yes. All right. So you go through your pregnancy with Walker and Texas Ranger, because we'll still call them that because it wasn't <laughs> official. So Absolutely. during the pregnancy, how was your pregnancy? I was really lucky. I did not have any complications. I mean, you know, I was really miserable there at the end because being five foot and 
you know, gaining 60 pounds was not ideal. It's a little teeter-totterific. Yeah, and just it's found out I, my back is still messed up from it. But, uh, you know, oh. so I was really lucky. You know, we kind of always kind of held our breath there in the third trimester, mm-hmm. had my bags packed at 31 weeks. And I don't think even if they would have let me go naturally, those two would have came at 40 weeks. I wow. Think they, I think they would have tried to stay in, but we had a scheduled C-section at 38 weeks. And wow. so... Okay, good. Yeah, that's so always really easier. Lucky. I don't want to say good, but I'm glad it worked out for you. Yeah, because everybody, because the people that you know can't go 42 weeks. Sometimes we get people who like to write me hate mail because yeah. of things that I say like that. Like good. Well, I'm happy yeah. for you, Katie. I'm glad it went the way you wanted it. Thank so you. when Walker and Texas Ranger were born, and uh, it wasn't official with our new names yet, when when does Torticollis come into this conversation? It came in about two, when they were around two months. We um, actually, Henry, twin A, which would be Walker, he had like uh, metatarsis, which my husband had. So they were kind of like, oh, why don't you go to the children's hospital and just have them look at it, see what they think. And we're like, okay. What's metatarsis? Oh, it's um with your foot. They think it's like kind of what they used to call half club feet yes so his like foot kind of bends in mm-hmm. so um it's not full club foot it's just kind of so when my husband was a baby both of his they called it half club feet and now they call it metatarsis subductus mm, fancy so, yeah so since my husband had it we just wanted to make sure that you know it was yeah. okay so they're like oh, the children's hospital so we went and they were fantastic and they were kind of like, my husband was like, I think like Henry's head is kind of like flat back here. And mm-hmm. we kind of knew that that was, you know, something, especially now that babies have to sleep on their back and mm-hmm. all that good stuff. Um, they're like, oh, yeah. And they're like, oh, can they only turn their heads one way? And we're like, yeah, they look to the left. We think it's cute. And they're like, no. <laughs> That's not cute. We have to have We're a like, conversation about that. Yeah. So, so you didn't even know that it was anything. You were totally just going for his feats. Mm-hmm. And you were just blissfully unaware that not every baby only looks in one direction. Correct. And then by the end of it, they were both enrolled in early intervention and outpatient therapy. And I had a full on meltdown in the car. Why? As a preschool teacher, you should know. Come I know. On, Katie, I was Isn't hopeful that terrible? Here. It is terrible. I guess when it's yours, it's always weird. But as a preschool teacher, early intervention in our universe, early intervention is so common that if yes. kids aren't getting early intervention, I'm like, really? That's yes. amazing. Tell me more about that. Like, I want to learn. <laughs> I want to exactly. learn about that. Both of my kids were in early intervention. Like, it's and most people that I know their kids were in early intervention. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's, this is a physical therapy situation, but yeah. there are some that have feeding issues. There's a lot of different things that go into early intervention. So, know that if your child has torticollis or suspected, that it would more than likely be a physical therapy situation instead of just this. 900 people coming in and out of your house unless you needed those but we start off with the uh with the physical therapist who is a baby physical therapist mm-hmm. they're fantastic yeah so I kind of had a meltdown just because it well and I also it was around the time I started having postpartum and it mm. was just like you know you just you it's a lot with, 
you, yeah, you get these new babies and you just feel so responsible for them. And then it's like, oh my gosh, what did I do wrong? You know, you instantly get that mom guilt. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, as the time went on, I was really lucky. I had a great support system with therapists and like my family. And finally a therapist said, Katie, you had twins. They ran out of room. They're like, you wouldn't believe how many twins we see because they, you know, they just run out of room in your tummy. And that's just how it happens. They're like, and our other twin, his plagiocephaly and torticollis went away very quickly. So they're like, obviously you have one, you know, it wasn't, it's not anything you're doing wrong. So that was kind of nice, like to get that reassurance. And then you, yeah, like as a preschool teacher, I'm like, I know early intervention is good. And it's just, it was just, I don't know why. It was just very emotionally overwhelming. I'm just mocking you, but I really do feel it. I really, I mean, there's no no parent who wants to do anything extra when you already have enough to do. Exactly. Well, and like you know, having like anxiety in general, you know, I've, I see um, a counselor and he's excellent. And he said to me that something that really helped was just because you go through this really positive experience of having babies and it's beautiful and it's a miracle doesn't mean that there's not going to be negative emotions Mm -hmm. and situations that come from it. And it's okay to feel, you know, bad about those things, you know, because, you know, the, the narrative that we get so often is, these babies are so beautiful and they're a narrative and everything's fabulous. And yeah. you kind of feel like, Oh, I should be feeling that oh. way. And that's like, so the opposite as a new mom. It's this like, is like, this is my church. This would yeah. be it right now. I'm, I'm raising uh, the roof off, praising <laughs> whoever you praise, but it, I am, I am so fed up with people thinking that it's always joyful. Yes. You, and it is, but you may not feel it and you may not feel it for a lot of reasons, especially yeah. when you find out that your child has something wrong and maybe you feel like you're to blame. But exactly. you know what? Like you said, you're five one. There really isn't a lot of room and you're lucky yeah. that like this is the least of our issues. Exactly. In reality. Yes. But do you feel like that internally? No. The hurricane no. <laughs> hits. It's all your fault. Why weren't you six feet tall? As if yeah. somehow they could have stretched you during your pregnancy had you just laid on a rack for nine months katie (laughs) you know what maybe this wouldn't be happening maybe if we got a bed and cut a circle out of it so that your (laughs) belly could protrude through it like it's all these very unrealistic ideas go through your head so i get it i I really really feel for you so they tell you that everybody needs a helmet you get a helmet and you get a helmet everyone gets a helmet except Except twin B. Except <laughs> twin baby. A. Oh, so just twin A had it. So baby yes. B, despite the fact that he was only looking left, he still did not. He had he torticollis, did, but he did not need. He, yeah, he just did a little bit of physical therapy, okay. but he didn't need the helmet. Okie dokie, artichoke. Okay. Yes. So now tell us a little bit about how that happened so that like kind of like the behind the music of okay. <laughs> what they were looking for if you're a parent and we recognize xyz what do we do mm-hmm. so now wearing your hat as like an experienced parent what would you tell somebody to look out for well i think that definitely the first thing is 
the first tail tail sign is if they're only looking one way, mm-hmm. like we, you know, and I did kind of Google it. I was like, is this normal that they're only looking my ba- both my babies only look to the left and torticollis did pop up. But it, in my mind, I was like, I've never heard of that. Like, yeah, no big deal. Mm-hmm. Just like keep going on. So I definitely noticed like if one or both your puppies is not looking to one way, you know, and yes. you can do that with toys and try and slowly get them to follow the toy you know and that's how you'll know which is what the therapist would do when they're going for you know for that evaluation they're gonna Mm -hmm. they're gonna keep an eye on that so if you notice that your kids aren't looking in both direction or one kid isn't looking in both direction that's a sign yes are there any other signs that I could look out for because that's a muscular thing right that's not Mm -hmm. a a skeletal abnormality this is just the muscles on one side are too tight and I just can't stretch it yes correct are they too tight on one side or too loose on the other I that's a good question I don't know it's kind of good of a (laughs) I want to say it's they're just so tight from like being like positioned a Mm -hmm. certain way and if their head is like cranked down, like near their shoulder, mm-hmm. I want to say that the muscle gets too tight. Okay. So we got to work. And I think I'm pretty sure they work to loosen it up mm-hmm. the more that they can loosen it up. And, you know, you do so many different exercises of getting them motivated to try and look the way that they're not used to. Yeah. So it does become, you want them to eventually become balanced, doing things equally on both sides. So um, just really trying to work to get them to, we we were bad. We'd put them on the other side so and then put the TV on the side that they oh, don't yes. look at. So That's they could, not bad. That's yeah. genius. So, yeah. So I'd say definitely that would be one tail, tail sign. And looking to see, I mean, if your child's head is flat, that's a little harder. But we could kind of like, you know, and they were only two months old. Mm-hmm. So they were still like those wrinkly little yeah. cute Potatoes. old men. Yes. Yeah. And so we could kind of see on Henry like that it just was just like a little flat and he, his, they call it asymmetry when your head is flat and his Mm -hmm. asymmetry was very severe. Okay. So it was easier to tell with him. Barrett just kind of had a little spot. That's baby B. Mm -hmm. Um, He just had a little spot that we couldn't even really tell, but the professionals could kind of point it out. So, um, Mm. so, you know, you just kind of look and see if you see any flatness and, you know, bring it up to your, because our pediatrician didn't even notice any of this. And he was the pediatrician we saw in the hospital. You know, he didn't notice any of this during um, his physical, physical exam. So, you know, if it's something that you're concerned about, I would say definitely bring it up because, um, you know, sometimes they're just, it's it's overwhelming. Yeah. It's hard to look for, especially when when you got two screaming babies getting um, their vaccinations or checked out, like, you know, Everybody always out. assumes like, like I, I, I'm never saying that you shouldn't listen to your medical professional, but I am saying sometimes your medical professional doesn't know what to listen to. Because yes. if you go, if you make your appointments at the same time with both babies, it's mm-hmm. like a circus. Yes. You're literally like, Hey, we just let all these monkeys out of a cage. <laughs> That's pretty much. You can handle it, it doc. So with, in, in Twiniversity with our, our classes, I really do love, I mean, this is a perfect world scenario, but if you could take one baby at a time to the doctor, you actually have time to pay attention to that one baby. Unlike, because I remember even me going and being like, well, she's eating this, but he's eating this. 
my our doctor couldn't even take notes because I would be like boom, beam, bum, yeah. bum, bum. And it was super chaotic. I just so. had that we ended up in urgent care, the twins and I all sick, and I was like, Oh my god. He's he's drinking all the Pedialyte, but he's not, and I have a cup and he goes, Whoa, whoa, whoa. He goes, mm-hmm. Let's do one patient at a time. I was like, Oh, okay, sorry. That's the benefit of electronic um, medical charts now, because yes. where old school, like she would literally flip paper to paper to paper to paper to paper. Yeah. And now yeah. it's just like, um, no, that's not. I've learned my lesson. I'd probably say when they were like five, I was like, that's it. But five, they didn't want to be examined in mm. front of each other anymore. Wow. So I was like, perfect. This sounds yeah. like a great opportunity for two appointments. <laughs> Exactly. That's that. I'm the one that's like when I know the doctor's book was going to open, I would call in uh, in early August because I knew I could get a December appointment. And the people would be like, you understand you're booking an appointment for December. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I understand. I need one. <laughs> I need one for Tuesday and I need one for Wednesday. And I want the first appointment. So nobody runs late. Oh, that's it. I want you that. Are- Oh, yeah, girl, let me tell you, Katie, don't mess with me, kid. When you've been around the block like I have with doctors, I mean, I I only, even now as an adult, unless I could get the first appointment of the day, I won't go. I don't want to sit there and be late with everybody else. No, I've been like thinking about that, too. We literally, since Christmas, I think, have been to the doctors or urgent care like eight times. And it's like you start waiting around and it's like, wait. I could have been here earlier today. I could have been missed all this. See, you could have yeah. missed that. Or let wait. I'll wait in my car. Call me when it's time for me to go in. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. That's it. This is it. And I just bring you Starbucks, and I'd be like, "Listen, I did a drive a, a drive through, <laughs> and I bring you Munchkins or something." And I'd be like, "Listen, Sue, call me when it's my turn to go in. I don't want to come in here in the petri dish that is the waiting room." Because I can't, I can't take the carrier monkeys that live in there. It's not my speed. Okay, so going back to no one wants to turn their head unless to yes. look at a TV. I would put my twins in opposite directions of each other because they would want to look at each other. Aww. So I would use that. They don't want to look at each other anymore, but that worked when they were little. But my kids both had, we had a lot of um, muscular issues. Mm-hmm. So they needed a lot of strength. So you notice this. And now um, our baby B is hanging tight, doing good. Yeah. But our baby A needs an extra accessory. Yes, he does. Oh, man. Okay. So <laughs> he's a little bit flatter in the head department. And yes. now, can I ask you another question? Besides Absolutely. him actually, like, having a visibly flat head, does he, did he wear his little hair off in that area? No, he was. He didn't really have hair. Oh, he was he the really, Daddy Warbucks of the batch. Yeah. Okay. They both didn't really have hair for a long time, so it wasn't like they just had that little baby fuzz for yeah. a really long time. So it wasn't that big of a deal. But we did kind of think like that it did impede his hair growth, even though they say it doesn't. But mm-hmm. or he just has weird hair. Who, who knows? I don't like. I know that statistically, like that's what they say. The big they with a capital T. Yeah. But I'm going to tell you, a lot of my mom friends that have had kids that have needed a helmet, they had like their hair worn off in the flat region just because it had um, more contact with the mattress. 
Gotcha. Yeah. So it just it just wore off. It wasn't it grew back. Everything was fine. But even my little chicken, she had like a little bald spot and her crazy little oh, red fuzz. Oh, I know. She's all right. You don't see it. It's, I actually checked now as a teen. I'm like, she doesn't know she had that. And if she listens to this, she's going to be mad that I never told her. But it oh. went away as soon as like her her head started coming to its normal, natural beauty. Yeah, uh, everything was good. So now you find out that you need a helmet. Yes. How do we go? Well, you can't just go to JCPenney, random nope. store of the day. Can't even go on Amazon. Nope. And buy a baby helmet. <laughs> it gets not. It gets fit like an orthotic, like a shoe yes. insert. So it, who does that? Um, a specific, like an orthotist. Or I probably didn't say that right. Ortho. Sorry. I don't know. Is it, it's not an orthopedist. Is it an orthopedist? I no. think it's like an it's a orthotist, I think, is the correct term. I'm going with that. I like yeah, that so, term. Insert so we whatever you and your family call them here. I know. Sorry if I if I'm butchering it. Um, so but yeah, is somebody who, you know, does different things um when you need like shoes or mm-hmm. casts or that kind of stuff. So we actually got a clear helmet, which is kind of like a new an up and coming thing in the world of helmets. Okay. So it's not as thick as like the ones that have the foam inside. It's yes. Supposed to, it's supposed to be a little, uh, just a little bit heavier. So they really want to make sure that like you've done physical therapy for three months before you get a helmet. Okay. So your child has enough neck strength. Good. So. Cause it's a little bit heavy. It's a, yeah, it's a little heavier and cumbersome. And you know, I mean, I think we started at two months he that was in July and so he got it I want to say October sometime in October okay was when he got his first helmet but so and when they do the clear helmet now it's really fancy and technologically advanced they put this like sock on his head which I have pictures if you ever want these pictures they put this sock on his head and they tie it and it's like real tight around his head and then they use an iPhone and there's an app on the iPhone that takes all these pictures to form the helmet. Ooh. Yeah. So, but the trick is getting your child mm. to sit still Good so luck. they can get, you know, cause it's like they got to line it up just mm-hmm. right to get the picture that they're looking for, for the angle and doing that with a four or five month old baby who has a sock tightly wrapped around his head it's not always ideal and how did you manage that um I usually would have to bring my husband because he is like good at holding up he would have to hold him tight we'd Mm -hmm. have to hug him and then they would also bring another um worker in and they would have like like a uh like a light up like fan or something to try and distract him so there's like four or five adults in a room trying to get measurements (laughs) for one baby and then, of course, the first time we did it, so we got it, the helmet came in, and it takes, like, about two weeks. You know, you have to go through insurance, make sure insurance proves it, and then they got to go, they got to form it, and then they got to ship it. And so around that time, it takes about two weeks for the helmet to come in, and okay. his head his head grew, so then it oh. didn't fit him. Oh. So that was helmet number one. Okay. So they then, don't take that into consideration, I'm assuming? Like, they you try, would think... Which is, which is why they try and do it in a very short time frame. Like okay. they want it. Like a quick turnaround. 
Yeah, they want to do it like the day they take the pictures, they want to get it going and sent to insurance. So it's approved within three days and then sent to be made. Okay. So they are, they are conscious of that. But he we just probably did it during a time that he was like had having a growth, spurt. a growth spurt. Yeah. So then we had to do it all over again. He get a new helmet. So that was his second helmet. Okay. So you didn't even wear the first helmet. Wow. And then, yeah. So then... He had a helmet for about 10 months. Okay. And then he, so he had, I think, three helmets throughout that whole time. Okay. So they kind of, because his asymmetry was so severe, they really wanted to make sure that they were um, going to, we tried to go as long as we could because, you know, once your baby gets closer to 18 months, that's when their soft spot really starts to close Mm -hmm. and um, the the time to correct the flatness starts, the window starts to close rapidly. So that's it. So we just have a very limited time to see this. So it, I'm going to say, you know, I'm not going to make parents feel guilty, but I'm going to put this in, you know, the parents court because it may not get recognized by your doctor. It may only be recognized by you and then you're going to have to seek it out. Now, 10 months is a long time to have, especially through the summertime. Yes. Right. And yes. how did you even deal with the wintertime with hats? And you don't live in a warm weather area. If you lived in Miami, then I would be like, ah, oh, it's not so bad. Or maybe just a little sweaty baby. But how did you deal with all of that time with clothing and making sure that he was warm enough? We like to do those like they were like fleece, like jumpsuits and they would have like the hoods mm-hmm. with the ears. And we were lucky where the hood would fit over the helmet. So okay. that's how we got around. Yeah. I don't think I ever had to try putting, um, a hat over it now Good. that I think about it. It's cause the, the you jumpsuit the we loved. Oh, that's we perfect. loved a good fleece jumpsuit with ears on it and everything or dinosaur spikes. So, Aww. and how many hours a day did he have to wear it? He had to wear it 23, 23. hours a day. So sleeping too. Yep. And, and you know, they really do get used to it. The first couple of days are hard, but you know, it becomes a part of them. And did you do anything special to have him get used to it? They, they have you do like, you'll do like four hours on, have like two hours off. Like the first couple of days, it's like a, a gentle easing process. And, mm-hmm. um, we called him Dr. Bill. Dr. Bill was our orthotist and he was always great. He was like, you know, look, and when you would take it off, you'd look to see if there's any red rubbing okay. and you could kind of tell if it, if it didn't go away after like, 10 minutes then you knew the it was the helmet was really rubbing bad Mm -hmm. so he would have us call him and he would I think he would like take it and because it was plastic Mm -hmm. clear he could mold it and reshape it and and um wow he was really good at what he did so he he could like 20 years he could modify it like braces right Mm -hmm. in the office yep so why couldn't they modify that first helmet I think because of the like I don't know like it was too small. Like it just wouldn't go on. Okay. It it was like he 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 said he could force it on. He goes, but he didn't want to do that because he yeah. didn't think it would be comfortable enough, and he would probably need a new one soon anyway. So, yeah. just like I don't know, there it's very it's like almost kind of like an exact science. It's yeah. crazy how all the measuring and you know and they they have all these like rulers and stuff to see the asymmetry too, wow. and they're. They're awesome at what they do. Now, did they ever tell you, like, if you did nothing, what would happen? 
they said, you know, it's not like it would, it, you know, it's not going to hurt him or anything like that, but it would just, it's more of a cosmetic thing, but it okay. like, since Henry's was so severe, they're like, you would really want to fix this because this would be something that's really noticeable. Yeah. But they say sometimes if it's like, I think what they measure asymmetry millimeters or centimeters, I'm not quite sure. But so when it gets cl- over like nine or 10, mm-hmm then or maybe even close to 12 then you want to start thinking about a helmet okay i think henry's was like at a 23 oh okay so they were like so it was visibly noticeable it wasn't like oh this is such a you know a tiny little microscopic difference you're like oh yeah we need to do something we usually leave it up to the parents and we try not to like pressure them they're like we strongly suggest that you do this because he'll look you you and especially with him being a boy and probably having shorter hair Mm mm-hmm you would really notice it. Yeah. Now, typically, is the flat area always in one spot? Like, it do, should people look more in the back or more on the side or more on the top? Like, where where could this occur and can it really occur anywhere? You know, I'm not really sure if it can occur, occur anywhere, but I think it's mostly the back because we, you know, back is best yes. for sleep. So, like, that's why it's so prevalent now is because we're all putting our babies on their backs. Mm-hmm. And so they got to lay there. And when they're so little, they don't move as much. So mm-hmm. that's why if they, they just get it in the one spot and then that's where it starts to get flat. So, you know, when babies were sleeping on their tummies, they weren't mm-hmm. ever having to put their head on a mattress. So I would say it's probably more mostly on the back wherever their head is really resting. Okay. Now, when you would take his helmet off for the one hour a day, were you like neurotically checking every day and be like, is it different? Is it different? If it did, or you were just like, eh, we no longer even notice anymore. It's just an accessory. Yeah. It was like, meh. Like, and it was really great though, because um, one of our physical therapists would tell us like, oh, hey, like he's doing good. Like I see some growth. So she would have us take progress pictures along the way. Okay. So we, we could have like that progression for when he was done to really, cause it is kind of, you know, it's like any sort of growing, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like, you don't really notice it until it's done. Yeah. So it was good that we had those pictures at the end to be like, wow, it was real bad in the beginning. And then, yeah. and, uh, and we would go, we would kind of stand above him and like the back of the way his head was shaped. You, you could notice kind of the difference. Yeah. Wow. That's, yeah. that's, uh, I'm, I'm so proud of him for going through that and he didn't even know. Yeah. It's unbelievable. Babies are unbelievable. They're the he most is, resilient little humans. I was just going to say, he's our resilient kid. He has gone through like everything. Aww. It's just like, he just trucks on. That's it. Did his brother ever knock on his helmet or does his, it a little. He, he would. And did that stop eventually? Like, how did you deal with that? Were you constantly correcting him in the beginning or was he bothered by something on his twin? No. So baby, so Barrett loves Henry. So he just wanted like to just be near him and he just kind of pat on it and touch it. And he'd try and get his little finger under like by his ear to try and hold on to it. But he really never, sometimes he would pull him by it, but Mm -hmm. we were, we were lucky that, that he just, I think he had it since he was so little that it really wasn't a big deal for either one of them. They were just used to it. Now, how did you deal with strangers when people would be like, oh my gosh, this poor kid, oh, 
How did you deal with those people in the supermarket? We were, you know, we tried to educate and just be like, oh, he just has a flat head. It's just like a cosmetic thing. Or, you know, we didn't have too many. I mean, we did kind of have some stares because, I mean, you know, especially I want to say like people of like an older generation Mm -hmm. who have like, you know, they just had no idea what it was. They just had flat heads. Yes. They were just, that was it. (laughs) They, you know, because I mean, they, they just kind of looked at us like, oh, what's wrong with that baby? Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, it didn't bother me too much. And I, I'm such a homebody. It, we didn't, with two little babies, we really didn't go anywhere unless it was physical therapy. Yeah. So everyone kind of knew why we were there, you know? Yeah. Now, how did it work with his car seat? Like, was it difficult to fit the helmet into his car seat area? No, it was really good. And that's another thing about the clear helmet. It was so, like, smooth to his head. It wasn't okay. as bulky as some of the ones that have um, the foam underneath yes. in it, inside. So it was, it was kind of sleek. So we were l- lucky with that. It didn't, I don't think, I'm trying to think really if we ever had a problem fitting him anywhere or doing anything because of his helmet, okay. like clothes wise or anything. We were, we don't, I don't think we really came into any of that. That's you're very, very, very fortunate. I mean, I yes. can't imagine it's, it's just so much to go through and it's like yes. another thing. You know, it's another thing. And then you think like, when is this going to end? How many more things is it going to be? And I'm really glad that it was, it was 10 months and it's 10 Mm -hmm. months. It's in the past. Now, do you even think about it now? No. And like, we'll look at old pictures and my sister will text me. She goes, oh my God, I miss that helmet. Like the great, I have to say like the greatest thing about helmets is like, they just frame those cute little chubby baby faces so perfectly. And and they're just like, they're adorable. And like, you know, the little tricks that he learned to do, sta- like he still loves standing on his head. And I think it's because <laughs> he would stand on his head with his helmet and uh, he just, he was so cute with it. You know, it never, it never really bothered us yeah. or him. We were, you know, we wanted to decorate it, but since it was clear, we're like, yeah, no, we'll just leave yeah. it clear. There's, they do some really, really amazing ones that they put oh, eyebrows yeah. and I saw an aviator helmet that yes. was really sweet. There's some really, really cute ones. So you do not have to just tolerate the, you know, the the medicinal, whatever color that is, that plastic oh, yeah. coated or whatever, that there's plenty of people that will happily do that for oh, you. Yeah. I've seen some shaped like um, a watermelon. Oh. I've seen that. That was like a cracked watermelon. I think that was pretty cute. There's a lot of them and there's great artists and there's people in your neighborhood and on Etsy. There's oh, there's yeah. a million things that yeah, you could do. There's a website yeah. that you could pick them out. It's, yeah, it's really cool. We were almost a little bummed that we didn't get to do it, but we're like, well, if this is going to help him a little bit or better, then yeah. we'll go with it. You just go with it. So now yeah. if you're if your doctor, if you're going through this initial diagnosis, right, and we're trying to figure this out, what advice would you give to that parent that's just starting out? You know, just take it day by day. I know it's so overwhelming and it's okay to be stressed. Mm -hmm. Like you're, you have these two tiny babies, you're going through already so much. I mean, I feel like you know, I still hadn't recovered from my C-section at this point and all that kind of stuff. You're trying to take care of yourself. You're trying to get a routine with these little kiddos. You're still going to doctor's appointments all the mm-hmm. time. And then, 
you're going to throw physical therapy on top of that, which we did twice a week, which you think, oh, twice a week, that's not that much. But for a new mom trying to get her bearings, twice a week is a lot. Um, We were were lucky with early, when you do early intervention, they come to the home. Mm -hmm. So we weren't going out twice a week, just the once when we did outpatient at the children's hospital. So, you know, you're stressed on that. And then you add helmet appointments on top of that. That's, oh yeah, that's a job. it is. Yes. It, you know, so just even if you're stressed, you know, just still try and take time for yourself every day and yeah. it's okay to be stressed. Try and find a good support system. I think something that really helped me was I loved all our physical therapists and and the people at the children's hospital were great. And uh, actually one of the social workers there, she had twins and she Aww. was so sweet. And she was like, gave me her phone number. She's like, if you ever need anything, just call me. I know how it is. It's like how you say, like, you know, it's so funny when you have twins, you run into other people who have twins or no twins. It's like this cool little club. So, you know, I just, you know, just try and find your support system to really like rally around you. Like my mom was a rock star. She came to every physical appointment with me. She came over all the time She'd help me do their exercises at home. She, my mom is hands down one of the best grandmas ever. So, you know, I was really lucky. And, you know, and I know I see so many of our Twinversity parents say that they're doing it alone or their family's far away. So, you know, even if you just find somebody to call or mm-hmm. get on Twinversity and chat in the comments, that's what I love doing. I love chatting in the comments on Twinversity. Yay! The twin parents are amazing. We're we're so lucky to have this community. And if you, you know, there's some communities that do have a local twins club. There's some that don't, but you're never, there's no excuse. You're not in this by yourself. We don't want to hear you. Get out from under your rock. Come out for two seconds. Even if we just Skype for a little bit. We also have a mentorship program. I mean, you know, that's that's kind of underutilized in Twiniversity, but we have a Twiniversity Mom Squad member. Uh, Rashina, who does nothing but do like matchmaking with parents. Yes. That's it. And it's all free. It's nothing. It's just you, this is what people did for me. It was a pillar of Twiniversity. It's something I always wanted from the very first day that I launched Twiniversity. I was like, we have to have this. I remember there was this woman named Maria who I would call in the middle of the night while I was sleep training the kids. I still to this day have never met her in person, have Aww. no idea where she is. And she's just a random woman out there in the universe that's like, yeah, call me. And I'm like, I yeah. will. I can't take it anymore. It was <laughs> it was great. So yes, you could depend upon the kindness of strangers. There's still good people out there despite there what the news is telling you. There's a million of us out here. So yes. yeah, it's, it's pretty great. And I'm sorry that you had to go through this. I'm happy that you went through it in such a positive Mm -hmm. fashion and i personally want to say thank you to your mommy because when she listens to this hopefully she will listen to this unlike my mother who will literally listen to nothing and has (laughs) texted me five times during this conversation i will call her back but if you or anyone you know around you say something or suspect something because sometimes moms may not even see it it may be grandma it may be grandpa mm-hmm. it may be a partner you have no idea but if somebody suspects something call your doctor and say hey listen but do me a favor please don't make an appointment for the whole team that day just go yeah. with one baby and katie thank you so 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 much not only for loving me into university but for like <laughs> taking time out of your your 20s day to come and play with us oh. 
Absolutely. Thank any, you so much for having me. This any excuse to get away from them for a few minutes. Oh, so yeah. is a good one. That's what I say. It's a good, it's a reason. It's a good yeah. reason. And you've helped so many people. So thank you so much. Now, Katie, if people have questions, is it okay that they email us at Twiniversity and then I send them to you? Absolutely. I would be so happy if anybody needed any question answered. And even about like, we just still do lots of physical therapy where like, we're just rolling in the physical therapy or in the um, early intervention. We do speech therapy, OT, anything. So. That's us too, man. Just get it all. Oh, yeah. Get it oh, all. Yeah. It's, you know what? It's an extra pair of hands for a few hours a week. That's how I saw it. So you, yeah. so early intervention runs till they're three. Yes. And then there's a whole, then you kind of have to transition out of that into the next system, which yes. then runs until five. And then you transition out of that and you transition into the next one. We've been through it all. It wasn't oh, yeah. bad. Uh, that could be the next book that I write is just that the parent's guide to everything. Israel was OTPT and speech. Oh, yeah. I think we only had OTPT and speech. There were a few other therapies we could have had, but we never had them. So there you go. I just had, I had the three like you. Why not? It's good. And my kids are geniuses. I blame early Bring intervention for that. So guys, if you have a question for Katie, email us at community at twiniversity.com. I know I kept you here a little bit longer than usual, but I could talk about stuff like this all day because I love when things that are normal in the twin world get normalized by the yes. twin world. Because this, I'm not saying that this, obvi this does obviously happen to singleton babies, but we mm -hmm. see, you know, we're getting twice the, the babies, so we have twice the chance of something happening to us. So Probably probably a little more. <laughs> yeah, I think a little bit more. I was trying I to be gentle, I feel a little more Katie. sometimes. I was trying to be gentle. I always say it's like the, the master's class of parenting is what twin parents go through. This, yes. is, this is our master's class. And no, not a lot of us asked for it. It just somebody thought we should have twins and here we go. And I say, listen, if I didn't have twins, I would have never started Twiniversity. I would still yes. be at my original career in uh, luxury African travel. That's actually what I did before Twiniversity. Wow. It was really, 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 really great. It was so great. That's so cool. <laughs> I miss it a little bit. But now I have the joy of twins. Yeah, guys. And if you hear the um, the the noise in my voice that's not so happy it's because mine are now 15 and i'm pretty ready for them to have their own apartments <laughs> uh, but it's still against the law so i will take a deep breath i will face another day and until next time guys don't forget we are literally everywhere at twiniversity and we're on twiniversity.com we have more articles about helmets and torticollis and pt and everything and if you need katie to remember stalk her over at community at twiniversity.com we'll send everything to her and guys if you are currently expecting and listening to this please don't get nervous and start planning pt appointments for as soon as the babies are born we don't know what's going to happen. Don't jump to conclusions, but do jump on over to twiniversity.com slash classes to join us for an online expecting twins class and our online expecting uh, breastfeeding class as well. And until next time, guys, see you later, alligators. Thanks for listening and don't forget to subscribe.